Welcome to Harnessing Wellness Weekly. My name is Naomi Rosson and today I'm going to talk about a framework of wellness and also um, how wellness is supportive in terms of growth and development over our lives. Um, the reason I chose to talk about wellness and specifically talk a bit more about mental wellness is because at this stage as we're going through the COVID-19 it's important for us to reflect on key points to make sure that we do stay well. Um, it's been six weeks that we've been in social isolation in the uh, area that we live, I live, um, and I wanted to talk about a bit why I enjoy and find mental wellness really important and my interest area in natural disasters and also how mental wellness has helped me as I've learned more about it over the um, years. This all, I guess, began when I was about 17 years old. I went on exchange through my school to Japan. Um, the year was 1995 and I just finished year 11 and we flew over to Japan and I was on exchange living for a few months with a family in Nagoya. Two days um, before one of the largest earthquakes that were ever hit Japan, my host family had taken me to Osaka and we were touring around. The, that evening we decided to head home. Um, I had limited Japanese but I could understand very much what was happening, although my my language ability was a bit challenged on occasion. Um so we travelled home from Osaka and we went to sleep. I slept on the floor on a, on a futon and in the same room I shared with my host sister. I think sometimes she would have preferred me not to share her room, but I was there. Um, and there was a family of um, six people in the house, including the grandmother, two older sisters, mum and the dad, myself and my host sister. In the morning about quarter to six, I remember this noise, this rattling um, and shaking and like a growling in the earth. And I woke to the house moving side to side. And I, I was stunned because I live in Australia. We're not used to having um, big earthquakes. And I remember seeing my host father standing in the doorway yelling stay 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 and um, then I remember not being able to think very well I noticed that my breath is changing as I talk about it and recall it then there's a reason why I'm doing this not not my breathing but there's a reason why I'm sharing the story um, moments later he he, he left and um, my host sister said to get up and get dressed and uh, we went downstairs for breakfast they were a bit shocked. We were a bit shocked. They were listening to whatever news they could get. Um, and we started eating breakfast. Within a few moments, there was an aftershock, which was really big. And I just remember thinking, oh, gosh, what, like, what is this all about? And then I stopped being able to understand um, Japanese. You could say my frontal lobe had shut down and I'd gone into fear and worry. And I remember sitting under under the um, table as the whole house shook um, with the rest of the family under the kitchen table 
as we waited for the aftershocks to finish. The aftershocks followed throughout the day, um, but after we finished breakfast, they kind of all pretended like we all just got on with whatever needed to be done. Um, I don't remember much more of that day. I do remember going to school and having a calligraphy lesson and speaking to some of my uh, student colleague friends who were also from my school about what we needed to do. I then developed a panic. Um, I wanted to come home back to Melbourne. I wanted to leave and I knew I had two weeks left in Japan. So um, one of the most terrifying things for me was not being able to contact my family back in Melbourne um, to say that I was okay, but some of the other students were able to get in touch with um, their family members. Eventually I came back to Melbourne and that was fine. I stayed in touch with my host family for many years. We'd write letters and it was good. Um, but I never understood the impact that those few last weeks in Japan had on me. Um, I found that when I got back to year 12, it was just straight back into school. Um, we didn't talk much about it at home. Um, there wasn't much conversation. There wasn't any sort of counselling or support after that. I didn't even think that I really needed it. But what I noticed was I had difficulty concentrating and a level of anxiety um, was stirring. And one of the key things that has happened over the years is I have this sense of needing to get out of closed um, places. So they were some of the symptoms that I had brought home, this le low level of anxiety and um, needing to get out of places. So something like I could be in a movie theatre and feel like I needed to leave and I could be away with friends and needed to leave. So eventually I sought support and worked out what was going on, which was incredibly helpful. But I really focused on developing a sense of wellness after that uh, natural disaster. And I ended up um, learning more about natural disasters and recovery and resilience and also developing and building on mental wellness. So some of the frameworks for mental wellness that have supported myself and other people um, and they've um, been really, really helpful is to actually think of wellness as a holistic approach to um, life. So looking at social wellness, some of the people in my life that have supported me have known me since I was 17 and younger. I still stay in touch with them to this day and they are incredibly helpful and supportive and they're the friendships that, that you have that they put energy into you rather than taking energy out of you. So social wellness is incredibly supportive of um, well-being and wellness in general. Intellectual wellness, I went on to pursue a couple of degrees to find where I really felt that I could um, enjoy working long term and I ended up in uh, the profession of psychology. Um, before that I had a number of different um, areas that I worked in, all of which I enjoyed but this is just where I've ended up. Um, so intellectual wellness was my desire to keep learning and challenging and finding stimulating mental activities um, and that doesn't necessarily mean academia. It can also mean just reading a book or learning something new. Um, it's just 
finding activities that stimulate that intelligence within us. Um, Another framework of wellness includes the emotional wellness part, which is the feelings of oneself as well as feelings in others and understanding understanding that we're able to freely express and manage our own feelings and we um, end up with good self-esteem because we feel confident in being able to assert and communicate and share um, our emotions with others without feeling that we'll be degraded or judged based on our experience and of our feelings. The other thing is physical wellness. So at this time, physical wellness is, in particular, is particularly important and um, physical wellness also includes proper nutrition and health. Um, so exercise, eating well, drinking water and making sure that we focus on our um, physical wellness and fitness. Um, when I was 25, I used to be incredibly fit and I spent a lot of time doing uh, sport. But when I turned 25, I was playing netball and I caught, tore my t- left calf muscle. That was another significant time in my life where I was not able to run the way I used to run or play netball I, I actually stopped playing um, and which I really loved and I had to work out other ways to support my mental well-being and I actually started horse riding at that time I could use one leg and just balanced in the saddle which um, got me out in the opens my open and um, able to be in nature which was awesome so I changed my focus to sport uh, to horse riding um occupational wellness is another part of the wellness framework and it's an area in which we can develop and enjoy where we work and what we do um and occupational wellness supports us and our values in our job choices and professional careers and as I mentioned before um, becoming a psychologist was a journey that I took. I became a psychologist my mid 30s, so it wasn't something that I did early on in my life. I had a number of different careers before I ended up doing this work. The other thing that's important is um, our spiritual wellness, and that can mean various things to various people. It can mean seeking meaning and purpose in human existence. It doesn't necessarily mean having to go to church, but it means that we seek out some harmony between what lies within one's own spiritual as as well as what outside what is outside, um, and believing in you know whatever form of of spirituality that you choose. So that's sort of the framework of mental wellness, and I guess how it's supported me over the years um, from when I was 17 that was just a notable thing that happened in my life and then um, my leg injury at 25 so I'm sure everybody has different experiences of how they get um, go through their lives and, and having a bit of a framework so a social wellness intellectual wellness spiritual wellness emotional wellness physical wellness and occupational wellness they're just six areas that um, may be helpful to think about your world, particularly as um, in, in Victoria, the regulations for being socially isolated are starting to be lifted slowly. Um, rather than rushing out, it might be a time to reflect on these areas and see what um, you would like to continue or what you did when you, 
before you were in social isolation and seeing whether or not there are area, other areas that you'd like to focus on more. I wish you well and um, we'll be back this week with some more highs and lows of social isolation when I meet with um, the ladies that I've been speaking to over the last five weeks. We had a week off last week due to just flatness. So we'll be discussing a bit more of that. Take care. Bye for now.